I'm Abby, and this is We Have Notes, a podcast for the pop culture obsessed and the people who love them. You get just me again this week. Is that okay? I hope it's okay. That's what's happening. Um, I'm really excited about my next round of guests, though. Just programming note, those episodes are going to start after Labor Day. I have just made an executive decision that there won't be a new pod next week. I'm very sorry, but I'm so excited. I've been recording with some new peeps and our very first return guest and our youngest guest so far, a person who I would consider an actual youth. So it's going to be really fun. I'm super excited for the fall. I have hopefully some exciting things planned, or you'll think they're exciting. I think they're exciting. Um, so in the meantime, I figured we'd just rattle through kind of a, a mini episode today and and rapid fire uh, some shit that's on my mind. What has Abby been thinking about? Um, what's Abby thinking about? I like turn into a TikTok meme or something. Uh, sometimes when I hear those little sounds just get like stuck in your head. Um, but I, I think we all have to prepare right now also um, for Sad Girl Fall. It's coming. It's coming for all of us. And I am excited. Now, this is like the good kind of sad girl fall. I, there's some there's some bad stuff out in the world, as we've discussed, and that is going to make us sad, too. But I'm I'm talking about musical sad girl fall. Like so much was like rapid fire happening on like earlier this week um, that my brain was like fritzing out. First of all, we're getting the Casey Musgraves divorce album in like mere weeks. Um, September 10th, she dropped the first single star crossed. Um, I'm going to buy so much angsty merch. I have a window open on my, a tab open right now in my, do you ever do that? Like I have like a window that is just like shopping tabs. And then it's like how I organize my desktop. And then there's like a window that's for like one project and a window that's for another. Like I have a podcast window with like multiple tabs. Anyway, my shopping tab, I'm going to I'm gonna buy some merch. So as, well, if you don't know, Casey Musgraves got divorced since her last album. And she's, she's ready to talk about it. Um, she's also got a hot new poet boyfriend named Cole, and I'm obsessed with them. I have been following him since they were first spotted together. Um, he has said of the new album that it fucks. And I'm going to I'm going to go with him on that. I am super into this whole relationship. I mean, just give me a poet who is as obsessed with me as he seems to be with her, who is also hot, you know, has a way with words, obviously being a poet. And he also like does like like kind of like marketing writing, too. I think that's how he like pays the bills. But anyway, super obsessed. But back to the divorce album. So the first song, I mean, it's. It's so moody. I'm so into it. I mean, this is the first verse. Let me set the scene. Two lovers ripped right at the seams. They woke up from the perfect dream, and then the darkness came. I signed the papers yesterday. You came and took your things away and moved out of the home we made and gave you back your name. And then it's just like we called on the angels to save us, but I guess they got lost. Oh, I'm so excited for this album. I love Casey Musgraves so much. I just want to hang out with her, but I think she's so wicked talented. Um, 
my friend Farron, who has been a guest on this year podcast, um, compared the song's vibe basically to to the Indigo cover, Girls cover of Romeo and Juliet, and to which I say hard yes, hard agree on that. Um, that song is still in always in heavy rotation over here at Abby's house. Um, just the way that they say Julie. Oh, I just love that song. Um, Juliet, when we made love, you used to cry. Uh, so good. So good. And so that's, you know, that's coming. That's early fall. Part one of Sad Girl Summer. Then we've got Taylor's re-release of Red with all the new music and the 10 minute all too well coming in November. Um, but Blondie was getting up to it this week too. Cause she joined my favorite app, TikTok. So now Taylor is on TikTok. Swift talk was like losing its mind. Um, I saw this one, you know, I'm obsessed with, um, the fandoms, Haler conspiracies that these two had, uh, Harry and Taylor committed vehicular manslaughter. And like people do like PowerPoints and like pull out song lyrics. It's ridiculous and hilarious. And I love it. But like this one girl was like, um, Taylor Swift, if you see my 13 part TikTok about you and Harry, like that definitely wasn't me. Um, anyway, so yeah, Taylor's on TikTok, Taylor's on Swift talk. It's very exciting. Um, and then, I mean, we already have Olivia Rodrigo, number one Olivia's album, fits right into lots of sad girl things. But she surprise dropped the video for Brutal this week, and Petra Collins directed it. It's very Petra Collinsy in like a very cool way. It's again foreshadowing the return of early aughts fashion, which you know, gotta help us all. But. I think what we just need to remember, and I, I didn't do this in the early 2000s, but um, a lot of people lost their minds and their eyebrows. And so what we're not going to do is that again during Sad Girl Fall. Don't do it. Uh, don't overpluck your brows. You will be sorry. Just keep thick brows. Just keep them. That is the right thing to do. So Sad Girl Fall. It's happening. Cannot wait to have songs to add to my Sad Girl shit colon a love story playlist on Spotify, which you can play when you're feeling moody and angsty, which is basically me all the time. And the next thing that I'm kind of obsessed with, kind of, so the latest out of, so Harry Styles tour is starting very soon. It's very exciting. We're going to have so much, so much content, so many video clips, so many outfits, um, I am not going for a little bit though. You never know. I've got my eye on like multiple cities. I might just spur the moment end up somewhere. But so in the fandom, it has been known that like he, there was a trademark filed for like basically a beauty company. And then the, most of us think it was going to be a nail polish brand or at least to start, um, which makes a lot of sense for Harry. But he also like was spotted, and this is the psycho stuff that like the fandom knows, in a sweatshirt that said pleasing, and then he has this pleasing sticker on his uh, phone. And other people other than I do find these things, but I live in the internet space where I see these things. Okay, but then this week, um, Emma Corrin, who is Harry's friend, and they share a stylist, Harry Lambert, and they are going to be in the movie My Policeman together 
is on one of the covers of W. It's an amazing shoot. Um, Harry Lambert styled it, and listener Allie uh, pointed out to me that in the credits for the manicure, the manicurist is for pleasing, which is often like it's like so-and-so for SE, so-and-so for NARS, you know, so for pleasing. So seems like seems like this is happening, which is exciting. Of course, I'm going to buy all the nail polish. I do have some official beauty friends on the case to see if we can get like for reals, reals information. But, you know, these are the things you know about when you live in certain corners of the Internet where me and the coven of psychos live. And we will be right back with some more nonsense from my brain. Okay, so how does everybody feel about this Zoe Kravitz, Channing Tatum, or maybe dating situation? They're bopping around Brooklyn. Uh, They just did a project together. It's Zoe's directorial debut. So I'm not 100% sure that I buy into this as like a real relation. I mean, is this a we met on set and we fell for each other thing? Absolutely possible. Or is this a like... More like the view was exhausting situation, PR situation. I don't know. But I have my like my side eye is like alert and aware, if not totally turned on yet. So I'm just not fully convinced. But I mean, it certainly ups Channing Tatum's cool factor. He's kind of been like off the radar. So I can see why, you know, he's very famous. It's not that he's not famous, but he was like the kind of having such a moment a few years ago and that is less so what he is having right now Zoe Kravitz is just was born cool as shit is always going to be cool as shit and like I think is just rising and rising I'm excited to see where her directorial debut is um like what it's like but I can also see why one would want to drum up more exposure for it. I, I again, I, you know, I don't know Channing Tatum, but he doesn't seem cool enough for her. She's like way cooler than Jenna Dewan and Jesse J. Jesse J was his like last re- public relationship that we knew about after he got divorced from Jenna. So I don't know. He always has a lot of typos in his Instagram comments. It's not my favorite thing, but like, what are you gonna do? I guess I just have my eye on this. I'm not sure what I think. I mean, I'm always going to be obsessed with her. And if like she really is into him, then I'm like, well, that makes him more interesting. But I also like was really into him during like Magic Mike phase, not just for like the look, but like he was doing and yeah, you know, I mean, he's like doing stuff with Soderbergh and whatever. And now I'm like, what are you? What are you doing? So TBD. Let's see how we feel about that in a little while. Also, TBD I feel about is this the the nine perfect strangers Starring Nicole Kidman, uh, former co-star of Zoe Kravitz uh, from Big Little Lies. So it's basically like they put the, I've talked about this a bit in the newsletter last week, but they put the Big Little Lies band back together a bit with Nicole Kidman, David E. Kelly, Leanne Moriarty. Like it's this, uh, this show, it's on Hulu, is based on a, one of her books, which I have not read. I never read Big Little Lies either. Um, I loved the first season of the show. I watched the second season. What else? But they shot this show in Australia. It also has like kind of a superstar cast. It's like Melissa McCarthy, Michael Shannon, Bobby Cannavale, 
Um, Samara Weaving, who I actually really like in it. Regina Hall, who I don't like in it, which is bumming me out because I love Regina Hall. So it just, has anyone watched this? I'm not going to give anything away right now, but it's like, it's, um, it's set at, Nicole Kidman is like a guru at this like luxurious, like wellness resort, retreat. She's speaking with a, apparently a Russian accent. I don't know exactly what's going on. Um, and these other people have like come to this this retreat, but like seemingly like maybe they don't want to be there. I don't understand. There's like mysterious goings on. They might be drugging them. Like, I don't know. I've only seen the first three episodes. But what it really like tonally, I don't understand what's happening because it feels like all of these people are in a different show. Like Michael Shannon is doing one thing that is very much a lot. Nicole Kidman is doing a lot, but it's like subdued a lot. Um, Regina Hall, I like again, I, I said this in the newsletter, but I feel like every person like had their own director who had their own take on what was happening. Now, maybe this is all going to come together. Maybe this is like how the book is. Again, I didn't read the book, but I'm going to watch every episode. I might. I think I'm already hate watching it, but I'm definitely going to watch every episode. They dropped the first three and then they're going um, week by week, which is kind of Hulu's model. I just haven't watched the episode from this week yet. So are you watching? What do you think? Tweet me. DM me. I'm dying to know. Maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. Okay, so another thing. <laughs> this is one of the random things that just like my brain just processes and it's just like, oh, it was <laughs> the Reba McIntyre's having like is like really culturally relevant right now in a way that I did not anticipate. Um, if you've watched the fifth episode of Ted Lasso, you'll know what I'm talking about. There's like a Reba reference that is pretty great. Barb and Star, if you've watched Barb and Star, go to Vista Del Mar, one of my favorite movies of the year. You'll understand the Reba, the Reba situation that's happening there. And if you are on TikTok, you know about the Reba. Okay, so I never watched Reba's sitcom. Was it just called Reba? I think it was. But the theme song from that has become like a very popular viral sound on TikTok. Where it's like, a single mom who works too hard, who loves her kids and never stops, with gentle hands and the heart of a fighter, I'm a survivor. Okay, that's my terrible singing. I can't believe I just did that, but I did. It People are using that to like, over like, ugh, when I have to like, pump my own gas or whatever. Like something that they have to do that's like very menial and every day or like whatever and you play that song and like make it dramatic and funny there's funnier ones there's a lot of funny ones if you go on there and search that sound you can find some hilarious stuff but like who knew who knew Reba was going to be all up in our biz in 2021 not me certainly didn't expect it here for it into it I really only know like one Reba McIntyre song fancy but I don't know. It's funny. I like it. I like that she's, she's having this influence on the culture. And we will be right back with a couple more notes from me. This week, River Phoenix would have turned 51 years old, which is a real mindfuck to... to everyone of my generation 
Um, especially someone like me who, you know, I mean, he was older than me. He, he was like the cool older guy that we all loved, but oof, um, 51, my goodness. But it's, it's like, he's frozen in time, right? He, he died when he was 23 on my birthday, Halloween, 1993 burned in my brain. Um, but man, he is still like, I was looking for photos to put up. I put up a post on the, we have notes, Instagram and just this man, Oh, this man, like women of my generation will always be a little bit in love with him. I'll always, I always will be. That's for sure. I, I often find myself wondering what his career would be like right now. I think it would be so interesting. He was always doing such interesting stuff, even when he was so young and he was so talented and so beautiful and, oh God, I loved him so much. And I think my favorite river movie is still running on empty uh, when they play fire and rain by James Taylor. It's so good. Um, if you haven't seen it, I would highly recommend he was nominated for an Oscar for this movie. He plays the son of Judd Hirsch and Christine Lottie, who are um, like 60s activists who are have been on the run um, from the FBI. They were involved in uh like a protest bombing and um, someone was killed. And so they've like, they like move from town to town and have fake identities and they have these two kids and, and he's Danny, like the older son who's a really talented pianist and he's starting to kind of like question their lifestyle. And, and he meets this girl played by Martha Plimpton who was River's real life girlfriend for a while. And, and he starts thinking about, wanting to go to Juilliard and it's just it's just such a it's a beautiful movie I love it I love it so so much I mean but really all of his movies for for Gen Xers they are foundational and so important of course Stand By Me The Mosquito Coast Little Nikita that Jimmy Reardon movie Sneakers My Own Private Idaho like all of them just god God, he was so important, and it was so devastating when we lost him, um, especially when you're a teenager when that happens, and it just feels it feels so much. Um, but again, it also, when I was looking up all these pictures, and not like they aren't all like burned in my brain, I like knew the ones I wanted. I just needed to find them on the internet. And it's like, of course, I, f- I fell for that British man. There are so many similarities in their facial structure even, and like their eyes. Uh, it's... It's a lot, but um, happy birthday, River. We miss you. Um, it's it's just crazy uh, to think about, like what what his life would have been like and um, all the art that he would have created. Um, but on a very very here's a non sequitur for us all. I mean, I guess we could go from like the British man, the British man's ex girlfriend. Um, you guys, I, this is a weird place, but I feel like I might be a Kenny and Devin Booker stand now. I don't know. I don't know. That's where I'm at emotionally and mentally and spiritually at the moment. So hop on for that ride. I feel like that's going to be interesting. Um, my Explore page and my FYP are very heavy on Kendall Jenner and Devin Booker, and it's because those things know my brain, and they know where I was going. I've always like low-key liked them. And there has been a notable, noticeable shift in my psychotic brain the past couple months. And now it's like, I'm, it's all in time. I'm all in. 
the yacht pictures, which were very, very grainy and leads me to believe that even though she's a Jenner, they did not call the paps on themselves. Um, but this is unfamiliar territory. I don't, I am, I am like not a hater of that family at all, as we know. And, and my, usually my number one family member and always and forever, I think since her birth is Stormy, who might be, Kylie might be pregnant. She might be becoming a big sister, but I like Kenny. I've always liked Kenny. Um, I've never stand any of these people's relationships, not even close. So this is, it feels like both familiar and uncharted territory for me. I don't quite know what to do with it, but I'm all in. Like Devin Booker, I'm super into If you don't know who Devin Booker is, he is an NBA superstar. He just played in the Olympics. He was in the NBA finals. Um, he plays for Phoenix and he's adorable and they seem very into each other. And there was like some cute, some cute shots. I don't know. I'm in, I'm all in, uh, again, I don't know what this says about me, but that's, that's where we're at. Thank you so much as always for listening. That was a real grab bag, real grab bag of topics, but that's what it feels like inside my head at any given moment. And I think some of you will relate. I also wanted to say, I forgot to mention last week, thank you to everyone that I heard from about Greece 2's superiority to Greece. The women who are on this team with me and Courtney, stellar. It's a stellar list. I am proud to stand with all of you. Um, I love it. I'm, I'm glad that yet again you felt seen and heard and felt like something that you have maybe been alone in for a long time among your friends that you didn't feel alone anymore. That was awesome. I love it. I love I, it was like I got so many amazing responses. So thank you. And if you haven't listened to that pod, it's up there. All the other ones are up there, too. So next week when I'm not here. You can listen to some old ones, some oldies, but goodies. Like they pretty much, they're, they're pretty timeless. Um, all of my obsessions still hold. So again, thank you. Thank you for listening. And we'll be back after Labor Day with new ups and new guests and some old guests. It's going to be very fun. In the meantime, you can follow me on Instagram at Abby C. Gardner at Twitter at Abby Gardner or at we have notes on Instagram. You can subscribe to the newsletter. We have notes.substack.com for just more inanity from my addled, addled, addled brain and psyche. And thanks as always to speak studio for helping produce this podcast. And until after labor day, enjoy. Let me know what you're obsessing about. Let me know if there's anything that you need to get that you want to hear dissected and uh, we'll try to make that happen on the show and I will talk to you soon. 